0: you. <music> everybody. Welcome to Coffee Time at the Water's Edge. I'm Rodney, and we are here with the lead pastor of Water's Edge Church, Dr. Steve Roby. And we have Crystal Rastetter, an alumni from Asbury. So I guess that really kind of gives away what we're going to be talking about, doesn't it? (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. All right. So, Steve, before we get into the conversation, what is the coffee that we're drinking?
1: (laughs) This is a coffee from the Reformed Roasters. (laughs) Coffee that chooses you. The Unconditional Election Brand. Celebrate a circumcised heart with a monogenistic morning. A delectable single origin, this organic Peruvian bean was chosen before the foundation of the world to become your morning brew. But only in the present time has it been roasted
0: to make your caffeination sure. And that was perfect. Nice. That was nice. Nice, Well done. Well done. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and give it, give this coffee a try. Cheers, mates. There you go, Gary. By the way, we do have Gary over there now at the producer's desk.
1: Hey there. It's good to be here.
0: Uh, that is good. I like it. It's good. I
2: like
1: it, too. I mean, it,
0: it, it definitely has that... Um, South and Central American coffee bean flavor. I, I like it, so not my go-to, but it well, is good. You like the uh, the African coffee? I do. Yep.
2: I liked it. I thought it was good. All right. <laughs> Even without my milk and sugar. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs>
2: Keep that in mind next time. Okay. So
0: yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna have to make sure if she learns how to drink coffee black. Like... <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> All right. So we are gonna be talking today about the goings-on that happened down at Asbury. Um, and Crystal, uh, you came from Asbury. That's where, that's your alma mater.
2: I did. Um, my older sister, Valerie, went there first. And then uh, my twin sister and I went from 2000 to 2004, graduated from there, a great place to be. It's a tiny little town in Wilmore, Kentucky. It's like 20 minutes from UK, 25 minutes. Um, one time we went to the UK um, library and when we showed our student IDs, they're like, what's an Asbury? So <laughs> that's how small it is. And the town has... The
1: people in UK hadn't heard of yeah, it. <laughs> no, not
2: at all. And it has a Dollar General and a subway, I think, but in a few churches. But other than that,
1: Wilmore, pretty small. Right. Mm-hmm. Wilmore, Kentucky.
0: Wilmore, Kentucky. Wilmore, Kentucky. Oh, so re- we had the revival there, right? Yep. Um... This was the second one in, in, in a while.
2: Well, they, I, mean. I did find out. So the 1970s, they had um, a revival that was a big deal. So we heard about that when we went there. Um, and just a time where they had a chapel service that ended up, um, the speaker felt led to let Um, the college students share their testimonies. So then the line kept getting longer and longer. So more and more kids kept sharing their testimonies, and then it continued on, like 144 consecutive hours, something like that. Um, They ended up canceling classes, and kids just came for praise and worship and to pray. And um, so that was a a big deal um, that we had heard about when we went there. But they did have several others, um, a lot of them. I think there might have been like 5 or 6 more um in f- February, most of them one in March like 1921, 19 uh I don't know all the dates, but they yeah. had a few uh, most of which were from prayer meetings or extended chapels.
0: Okay. Okay. I know that uh, the pastor that baptized me at Faith Wesleyan Church or Faith Wesleyan in Terre Haute, Indiana uh Graduated from Asbury, okay, cool. and he uh, was there for the 1970.
2: Ah, big deal. Yeah, yep. my so Sunday school was, teacher was too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, big deal.
0: <laughs> it was a big deal. Now, when it comes to revival, um, Steve, what what would you consider revival?
1: That's the hard part of the conversation, and I thought it was so interesting. Like when this started happening, when it caught national news, because. Everybody's saying there's this revival going on and and people start flooding in from all over the place. And there was all of the the discernment channels and and YouTubers who are, you know, creating content regularly reactionary to events and things like that, where the discussion centered around, is this really a revival Well, that's very hard to define because revival is not a biblical term. You won't find that word in the Bible at all. So it's not a category that's like defined biblically. It is a concept that that we can see in Scripture, maybe a a pattern, if you will. Um, But I think that it's a very elusive thing to put your finger on it and say, this is a revival. Most people point to the First Great Awakening, uh, Second Great Awakening, and look at what happens as a result of that and, and refer back to those as the beginning of revivalism in colonial right. america and what you know so it's it is very interesting that that this is not a term that you know is defined for us biblically i do have a definition um this was j.i packer's definition in the new dictionary of theology and i i like what he what he writes He says, revival is God's quickening visitation of his people, touching their hearts, deepening his work of grace in their lives. It is essentially a corporate occurrence, an enlivening of individuals, not in isolation, but together. And so he's talking about, you know, this is a a unique thing where God moves and people are quickened who are, there's this some sort of resurgence vitality of spirituality that they have. Um. And so, yeah, it, it, it's interesting that Asbury's professor of Christian doctrine, they that as a university, they're not calling it a revival yet. Are you familiar with that? No, like they they're oh, referring no. to it as an outpouring now, because they said history will tell whether or not it's a revival. Yes, based. the proof will
2: come later. Yes. Yeah. So a
1: decade, you know, hundred years from now, who knows how long? But you'll look back at. Where lives changed was the society changed around it because you look at the first and second great awakening and there were major things that happened as a result of those.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, when you when you look at the first grade, even the difference between the first great awakening and the second great awakening, um, you can see some differences in what some would say the preaching of the word happened and revival followed it. Um, with the First Great Awakening, where Second Great Awakening, some people would say it was manufactured, like that they were started manufacturing revival. Um,
1: which what is, led to the origin of like camp meetings and scheduled revivals, right? Yep, right. Yep. You ever go, did your guys churches have like revivals growing up <laughs> where they were scheduled? My
2: Grandparents' church did, yep.
0: yep. Well, you the, you grew up in a Wesleyan church, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was baptized in a Wesleyan church, so I know exactly what you're talking well, about. Well, my parents
2: did. I grew up Christian Missionary Alliance. Okay, but, okay.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah see, I... I being baptized after coming to Christ at 28 and then being baptized in a, in a Wesleyan church, I do know what camp meetings are. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there's, there is sometimes this idea of, of, you'll hear people say we are going to hold a revival. Didn't
1: that sound so like presumptuous? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> but it was, it was the culture that kind of yeah. was a, a product of the second great awakening. Um, and I think the desire there is good. Like, let's set yeah. a consecrated time aside, a prolonged period of time to come together for worship and, and the proclamation of God's word.
0: No, can't we just um, call it that?
1: Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I get it. I don't, I don't necessarily approve of it. Um, scheduling a, a revival, if it's something that God is doing, then it has to be something driven by God and God ordained. To I
2: think that was too in this instance. I think in 1970 also the other big revival because I think Dr. Brown who's the current president of um, Asbury University said that this was not planned at all in any way um and that it was a chapel. They were doing a series called a love in action and they were going through Romans 12 13 and 14 and they were in Romans 12 when they had a speaker speak and he's a Member of the college he's on staff there um, and when he spoke after he was done um, they have a gospel choir now, which was new um, wasn't there when I was there but they sang a couple songs and then one of the students started praying and confessing and then the kids just kind of lingered and stayed um, and then it they kind of kept Hughes auditorium that's where the chapel is. Um, and just kept it open. And then the kids kept coming back. And then I think other people heard. And I think Asbury has a lot of really like close community, close Mm -hmm. connections. So I think people were like, oh man, especially if they'd heard of the 1970s revival or had family or whatever, they were like, oh, I want to see this. This is really big. So they did. You'd hear people packing up their stuff and going out there. Um, and, and, You know, if you aren't from Asbury, I I, I was like, "Ah, I don't know if I'd pack all my stuff up and go. Um, But if you are, I could see the connection with that, Um, wanting to be a part of it, wanting to see um, and see the work that God is doing. Um, I did not go, but I did. I did catch the live stream, I was able to look and see, um, showed my girls and and Adam, and just kind of saw these young college kids just singing and praying and praising God, someone up to the altar, there's a little um, railing up at the front, just really um, laying their hearts out and their lives out for Christ, and I think it, it was really neat. They ended up having um, a National um, Collegiate Day of Prayer, which I guess they have mm-hmm. for a couple hundred years. Um, And it was already scheduled two years ago to be at Asbury. Mm. So that's kind of how they kind of wrapped wrapped it up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just... It was really neat how um, they had it live so you could tune in and watch. Kids gave testimony, shared testimonies. they sang. They had some speakers. But I thought it was really cool to kind of see it go full circle because they're asking churches to adopt colleges all around the world, you know, the United States, to partner with these kids and continue to disciple them and help them to grow, which I think will make a huge difference in the long run.
1: Yeah, so it started February 8th and lasted to the 23rd, yes. I think, was the yep. last day of it, which is wild. Um, and in fact, I saw an interview with the guy that preached the sermon that that kind of kick-started it okay. all. And he tell he said that when he was done, like he thought he bombed it. Ah! He said he even texted his wife, like, another stinker. Uh, I'll be home in a little bit. And then he looks back in there and there's, you know, 20 kids that had gathered and were praying or so. And then it just took off from there. The kids started texting other kids like, you got to come back to the chapel. Yeah. And then here we go. One of the things that I think was impressive was the, the leadership of the school. Every, you know, bit of it that I caught, and we'll talk about a little bit of the sort of what people were trying to make it and, and right. people trying to minimize it because you get people who have all kinds of different views. This We're not trying to do any hot takes here. <laughs> right. Um, but... What was cool in the glimpses that I caught of it was how simple it was. There was no major production. Yep. It was people singing. Like I just saw a lot of worship clips, like how beautiful that yep. was, that the voices were being lifted so loud and that it looked so simple. You had mentioned the auditorium itself being a part of the Wesleyan holiness movement on the, on the screen, it says holiness unto the yeah, Lord. Yeah, up
2: at the top of the, yeah. um, pipe organ, holiness unto the Lord.
1: Yeah. And when you saw that, you said it just brought back a bunch of memories. And, yeah. yeah.
2: I cried when I saw it. Yeah. A lot of time spent there, a lot of, um, spiritual growth for me, a lot of ways that the Lord worked in my heart in my life during that time. So really neat to kind of see that and see it doing that in other kids' lives. Um, so it, it was really cool. I think it was very authentic. You know, I, I, I like that too. I thought the leadership did a great job with what I read and kept up with, um, just kind of protecting it and making it be of the Lord and not not making it anything for the college. They mentioned that. They weren't trying to get um, any props or anything for that, but to just make it for the kids right. to, to praise God.
1: Yeah. I think inevitably because it got national news and so many people flooded this, this little town of what six thousand people oh, so like smart. swells with tens of thousands. Yeah. I think right. on the last weekend they had like twenty thousand people show up, something like that. And like man, the stress that that puts on restaurants and, <laughs> and, oh, like, and yeah. the hotel owners and everything in the city—it yeah. like, was just kind of neat. But that, um, with that though, with the influx of people, you're going to get people who you know, are, are there to criticize or be cynical of what's taking place. And you're going to get people there who are there to sort of hijack it. And, yeah. right. and there was that starting to happen. Yes. And that's where the, all the discernment channels came out talking about, mm-hmm. you know, some of the word of faith movement stuff right. that was starting yeah. to take place there. Um, Jacob's little or Jacob's older brother, Brandon, went farther.
2: Oh, did he go? Uh, yeah.
1: Brandon, so Brandon told me and I love this story because how the how the uh, leadership handled it. They were, they were really trying to let the students drive, you know, because that's kind of how it started. And, and they offered a time for students to come up and give testimony, but you had to be like 16 to 25 or something like that. And this, this, one of the kids came up there and he was like, I got a, my pastor's on the phone. He's got a word for everybody. And this guy's like, is your pastor under 25? <laughs> That's hilarious. And he was like, no. He's like, well, go sit down. And That's like, good. That's good. And so they were trying to protect like others trying to yes. speak into it that didn't right. really have a connection to it or weren't a part uh-huh. of it or whatever. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I think anytime you have that kind of attention, you're oh, yeah. going to get people that want to turn it into a circus, and you're going to yeah. get people that want to explain it away, right? Um, but I mean, we're people repenting; we're, re- were relationships being reconciled. Um, yeah, I, I generally thought it was pretty pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to have some healthy skepticism on some things. Um, I mean, I do. I have <laughs> I have a little bit of skepticism when it comes to the. To the revival movement, but that's also partially because of my own personal experience with a church, uh, past church. That whole thing started coming up. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, that started to try to manufacture revival. And some of the stuff that was going on there really kind of caused me to to look at things and say, okay, is what we're seeing, is what's happening, scriptural? Is it biblical to see what's going on, or what is going on? Is that is that thing biblical and I think sometimes we have to kind of step back a little bit look at scripture and say okay does this yeah line up so
1: yeah I think that's where you'll see like in time like does is there any real change right. like like on a large scale happen as a result of this you know you look and when I mention revivals not in the bible there may be Three I, I, things that I could the word's not.
0: Yeah, but, but there I, may
1: be three like events that I would look to. Um yeah. two of them are in Second Chronicles, like when the temple is first built, right. Solomon does his prayer of dedication. And uh, in that prayer, he's like, God, if we turn away from you, um, you know, if we if we're doing this wrong and then we turn back to you, be merciful to us. Like that it's kind of the refrain of his prayer. Right. Um, which leads into second chronicles chapter seven. Where the most famous verse that's usually quoted during you know revivals or camp meetings is "If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I'll forgive their sin and heal their Damn. land, I think it says yeah um, so that that event there you see a massive like response to um, here's here was a spiritual decline, here's a return to the word, and the word is proclaimed. Now we have this confession of sin, and we have this you know spiritual right. fervor as a result of it. Uh, same thing happens later on. Hezekiah becomes king as a, as a little kid. as he gets older, he's like tearing down all the altars, yes, um, just leading massive reform across the land of Israel, you know, cleansing the temple, and there you see again, so the pattern is this period of spiritual decline, um, a leader speaks truth into that, acknowledges the decline. There's proclamation uh, and a return to God's law, his commands, and then there's widespread confession and repentance as a result of it that leads to spiritual vitality. And I would would probably put the rebuilding of the temple later on after the Babylonian exile, like Ezra 9 and 10 would be another (laughs) example of of revival in the Bible, even though (laughs) the word itself is not used. You all right there, bro?
2: He's yeah. getting
1: all choked up, <laughs> yeah. and, and there may be more. Those are like the three that I could think of: like Solomon, Hezekiah, and, and Ezra, Nehemiah, as they led right. the people back. And that was had to do with like intermarriage that there the Israelites had been begun intermarrying. <laughs> and Ezra's like, "Dude, we've broken God's law at so many places, and man, people start confessing, and there's reconciliation and healing yeah. in the land."
0: Well, and I think that's that's the main thing that you see there is that the whole repentance yeah. turning away or turning away from sin and turning to God. Um, I know, uh, on wretched radio, they referred to, uh, Nineveh, you know them saying the, the preaching of, 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 Jonah to the Ninevites. And then also, you know, Pentecost and what we see at Pentecost, but I mean, Pentecost is actually the outpouring of the, you know, the Holy spirit period to all of them, you know, that, that, that believed, um, but when we see those kinds of events, and I think people just, I think people really want to try and see that now. And I, so I think in some ways, uh, as a, I mean, I'm considering myself a cautious continuationist, you know, um, so I, 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 I mean, I think things can happen like that. I, I don't believe that, I, I don't believe that it's over, that Pentecost just up and ended and the Holy Spirit stopped. Um, but yeah,
1: I think we have to think wisely about it Yeah, and that's not wrong to be discerning. You know, we're told to test nah. the spirits and yeah. things of that nature. I just, I wanted to, I didn't want that to be my first instinct because yes. yeah. it kind of is usually on most things. Yes. My first instinct is like, we'll see, you yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, or it's, you know, I get, I'm uh, tend to be a little hypercritical and on some occasions I want my first instinct and this was my first instinct is like, Lord, let me pray for these kids. Yeah. Like yeah. these are 18 to 22 year old kids that are hungry for you. Yep. Maybe they need mentored and discipled mm-hmm. better. Like I don't yeah. want to criticize what's going on um at this point. Like I want to pray for them and pray that people would come alongside them and lead them in his word and his truth. Right. Um, because God works through our sloppy methods, I, I think of like youth ministry. I was a camp <laughs> director. We, that's what I thought of, kind of honestly, because you know at camp you have these <laughs> revivals
0: yeah. break
1: out every every evening. There's a service and everybody's down at the altar and they're yeah. weeping and crying. And man, when I get back, I'm going to change and, and everything's going to be great when we go back and we're going to be on fire for the Lord. Two weeks later, yeah. Yeah. Like everything's back to normal, yeah, right? And so I don't want my cynicism to like think that God cannot do wide sure. spee- wide sweeping change yeah. on a college campus as a result of, you know, his desire to do so. Yeah.
0: By the way, in my head, I got that French voice that said, <laughs> two weeks later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, the thing is, is, and I think that's because of emotionalism. I think sometimes people get yes. caught up in the emotion of what's going on. They get caught up in the, the tent revival aspect of it and they're, they're running up to the altar, you know, and stuff. And then like you said, two weeks later, where are they? Um, I think that it's not just what we would call like revivals, but even, um, I mean, even back in the, the, the eighties, you know, seventies, eighties, you had a lot of church movements that were moving towards, um, reaching people for Christ, but there was no discipleship afterwards. It was
1: like the birth of the church growth movement in the eighties and attractional church. Yeah.
0: So, and I think that's, that's where a lot of churches failed. Back then was not
2: following through following, following up through. Yeah. yeah i I think too I think I would have been a little more skeptical, I think because i'd heard of it yeah, went there i i I grew spiritually, i think, and it was familiar language to me, even though I, you know revival right isn't like just you know, a word that you use all the time. Um, so when people started bringing it up to me, I was surprised when, when I'd heard that people were like, hey, this is not real, you know, this and that. But then the more that I talked with Adam and kind of thought about it, it is good to check into those things. We can't believe everything. We do need to check right. it with the Bible. <clears throat> but I think, I think that you have to be very careful, like you said, not to be negative right off the bat. Right. You gotta really look at it, think about it. And yes, the Lord can do these things. And I think time will tell. I definitely do, but I think that they have a really neat way of continuing us on, and they talk about how they want the trajectory to be moving outward, moving into the cities, moving into you know other places around the world, and I think um, we definitely live in a day and age where we do need hope from God. We do need right. people to confess, repent, turn back to God. We do need these um, outpourings, and I hope and pray that, that this is the thing that will move people to go out into the world, because I know that my time in Asbury um, just really helped me figure out my theology. I grew up in the church, but really helped me figure out what I believe, really set my heart on fire to go out into the world when I graduate, and really try to live my life for Christ. So I hope the same for them.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's good stuff. I, th- one of the other things, I think, because of you mentioned emotionalism, I think we have to always remind ourselves, like God's plan is not changing. The church is his plan A, right. you know, and it will always be that. But I still think it's, it's neat when you see this sort of resurgence of faith among young people on college ah. campuses. Now we, we do automatically want to, you know, put our arms around that. And I'm like, well, let's, let's, let's be, just be careful <laughs> in how we think about those this. Thing. So, <laughs> I don't yeah. know.
0: You know, I guess, I guess I think if I, if I were to um, say anything to the kids that were there, if you are a believer in Christ and you did go to uh the revival and you did confess your sins and all that <clears throat> and you're not in a uh in a local church get in one Absolutely Get in one because that's where you're going to get that discipleship that's where you should be getting the discipleship
1: Well, well true revival is going to lead to conformity to god's word right to the renewing of your mind according to his word right and right. so that's the revival is a return to <clears throat> it's a it's it's returning to scripture and to follow out and live it and man if that's happening that's that's going to be pretty
0: awesome yeah sure absolutely good deal good deal Everybody good? Any more they want to say? <laughs> we forgot to say that this is Pastor Adam's wife.
1: Oh, I think yes. people know that. She mentioned Adam, but I, in the introduction like Adam's on here regularly.
0: It's it kind of nice having him. He's definitely my better half, here. that's for sure. He's
2: a good guy. I think he would
0: say the opposite <laughs> for sure. So would the producer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Gary.
1: And we're I was stoked to have a woman on here. You were reluctant to come on.
2: Yeah, this is not my thing. This is not my jam. I was
1: like, I was like, Crystal, do you want to come and talk about Asbury with us?
2: I think you said, "What are the chances?" Yeah, I think you knew. I knew was- <laughs> you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little convincing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Adam said you were back and forth all night on it. Like I'm yeah. going to do it. No, I'm not going to do well, it. I was praying. I'm, and I'm like,
2: it. oh man, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do it. I can talk about Asbury and I can talk about God. I can talk about these things, but I'm talking
0: about. She comes off like a natural over there. I here. told you, I don't we're, don't just so. I we're just drinking <laughs> coffee. We're just drinking coffee. Thanks to Gary. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all Gary. Is that? Yeah, what you're saying? <laughs> Gary. <laughs> all right, well, guys, if you have not done so yet, make sure you like, subscribe, and click that bell so you know when we release new videos. Also, I just wanted to put this out there as some housekeeping. 47% of the people watching our videos are not subscribed. Hey, hit us up. Hit us up. Subscribe <laughs> so you know when we when, when we have new videos released. Also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave us a review. That actually helps us out, helps get our, our podcast out there. So do what you can to help. So I think that's all we got. We love you all, and God bless. Go in peace.